Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to this podcast channel from Wig Weave, the number two natural well hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha. This podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. Today we have a special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself, a little background, and the type of business you perform? Yes, hello. Uh, thank you for allowing me to join your great podcast, Keisha. My name is uh, Kuro Maxinu. Um, I am a natural hair consultant, author, and my passion is to help women with Afro-textured hair to overcome the struggles and the unknown certainties so that she could be on a path to achieving healthy and or growing hair. And that is by having her own natural hair regimen. You are so welcome, but I gotta say, I tip my hat off to you for giving me this opportunity to interview you on this podcast channel. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. What products do you use for your hair? Well, when I first went natural, I used to experiment with many different types of products, whether I followed a do-it-yourself recipe or any conventional products. But throughout my journey, I've actually just kept it simple. And I just uh, use just very few uh, products related to the category that my hair needs, like whether it's used for cleansing all the way up to like a moisturizer. So what I do primarily is the products that I use are just um, for cleansing my hair. I will use, I love um, black soap shampoo. So I use that. And for deep conditioning, I'm pretty much using the Cream of Nature on natural hairline right now. So. I'm using their mask for deep conditioning and their moisturizer um, for my hair. So yeah, I just keep it simple. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And me, myself, I am using the Shea Moisture, Manuka, Honey, and Mafria Oil. I hope I said that right. It's intensive hydration conditioner and shampoo with fig extract and baboo oil. This is for dry damaged hair. It's very hydrate and replenish. I love the way it leaves my hair feeling after I have rinsed the shampoo and our conditioner out my hair. It leaves my hair very hydrated. You know, it's not like other shampoos I have used that leave your hair feeling dry and brittle. I mean, me having foolish hair, it's already dry. So I don't need to use a product that's gonna really make my hair even more dry and brittle and prone to damage. I feel the same way too, because I realize because our hair type, because it suffers so much from dryness, and which can lead to break breakage um, that having a moisturized product is definitely a key factor to help to retain that moisture in our hair. So yeah, it also goes back to, you know, the ingredients, more like natural ingredients that can help with our hair 
as well. So yeah, definitely moisture is the key, depending on what product that helps you with that. Yes, definitely have to pay attention to that ingredient label. If you cannot pronounce that word, it just might be a chemical. Don't buy it or do your research. Use those smartphones, look up that name, get some background behind that type of ingredient that's in that product. That's what I failed to do when I became, or should I say, returned back to my natural roots. I failed to do that, was to read the back of the ingredient label. I seen the product, it was a top brand, it smelled it good, and the first thing was, it's a shampoo or conditioner, and I need to shampoo or condition my hair or deep condition my hair, and I jumped on it. I didn't even check out the ingredients. So I was doing more harm to my hair than good so definitely check that ingredient label absolutely i definitely agree yep ingredients is degree and it depends on um they usually say which i do believe in usually want to look at the first five top ingredients and usually with ingredients um with our type of hair you want to look for ingredients that are water favoring that are water soluble ingredients that help to enjoy the moisture to your hair and also create that softening of your hair as well so Knowing the ingredients is really, really, um, really beneficial, not just the oils, because I know there are ingredients, there are products that put oils in the hair, and sometimes that can seem to mislead us, like, oh, it has oil, and we feel that oil, you know, is very healthy for our hair, and don't get me wrong, oils have their place, but where they are, where they are uh, formulated within the, the line of the ingredients can let you know if this, is a, if this product is something that I need to use for my hair right now or not. Because usually, like I said, if you're going to use a product that you know your hair requires moisture, definitely look for those ingredients that are water favoring for your hair. Like, for example, like aloe vera um, is really good. Um, honey, for example, is really good. Um, those are some ideas that can help you to understand if these ingredients can help to draw the moisture into hair, whereas oils should be somewhere a little bit down the line because, you know, they help to can help to penetrate the hair depending on the oil or they can act as a sealant on the hair to help to create like a barrier phlegm on the hair to, in a way, help to lock that moisture in depending on that oil and oyster. And again, how all these ingredients are formulated within that product. But the best idea is to um, know if this product is water um, favorable. And one way you can definitely know that again is look to see if it says water. If you see water as your first list ingredient, you're like, yes. It will give you an idea that this could be a, uh, a moisturizing product because water is listed as one of the first, or if, even if it say like rose water, for example. But you want to get an idea what are the top key ingredients that can help to facilitate, give that hair the moisture for your hair. Yes, and looking on the back of my conditioner here, Water or aqua is the first one listed. Yay. <laughs> and that's how you should go ahead and read your product. And and that, will, and that will help you understand, will it give me what I need, moisture, or will it give me the sealant, oil, or some kind of butter, depending on where it's listed, or a combination of both. So, you know, if it has water, ingredients in it and then you know factor it in with softening ingredients to help you know with detangling and smoothing the hair softening hair um or humectants that help to join also the moisture in your hair like for example aloe vera 
uh, gel, for example, and there's others. <laughs> and then the oils like your, you know, like the olive oils or something like that, you know, can help to uh, create some kind of bare seal. It, it gives you idea, but it goes back to understanding what the basic um, ingredients are to help you to understand how it's formulated to give your hair what you are looking for and what it needs. Yes. So when you um, return back to your natural roots, um, did you big chop or did you just transition or have you ever just put a perm on your head? Um, well, when I was younger, of course, like we most were, I've pretty much had my hair relaxed throughout my childhood until I went off to college and I still wore uh, a relaxer. But then with college, I felt that I didn't have time to keep up with the relaxer because of those studies and stuff. Because I went to I went to college to become an occupational therapist as well. So I help I help um, people, whether they're elderly or down to geriatrics, to help to return to their normal day activities based on cognitive or physical limitations. So that's part of my uh, therapy that I do as a licensed occupational therapist. So I went to school for that. But after I after I had graduated, um, that is where I, sometime after that, <laughs> I decided that I didn't want to bother relaxer anymore because in, in college, I didn't really have time to keep up with it. I just pretty much wore my hair in braids or weaves or just, and then I will get it relaxed when I'm able to. <laughs> um, so, but I, but I found that my hair was breaking during that time, but I didn't pay too much attention to it. I just want to, just studying and just graduate. But fast forward, after I did graduate, um, I started paying more attention to my hair and I was just tired of the, the chemical relaxer because of the scalp burn. And I decided that I did not, no longer wanted to have a relaxer in my hair. And not because I saw anyone transitioning, it was just more like, I just don't, don't like the feeling of the burn relax on my scalp anymore. I was just tired of it. So after that, I actually didn't do the big chop. I transitioned. I transitioned about three months and then I went ahead and then I cut the, re the remaining la relaxer off my hair. Mm. Well, I big chopped, I can say about mm, an average of three times since 2013. 2013 of November was my first time ever doing the BC, better known as the Big Chop. Um, after I did that Big Chop, I was shocked because I was looking in the mirror as I was cutting off all my chemical hair off my head. After I completed that, I was very shocked. After looking at myself with this um, TWA in the mirror, I never seen myself with a TWA before. And I was just stunned that first off, I always procrastinated to do that step. Every time I got closer to doing it, I would back off. I would get two steps closer, then I would back off 10 more. Then finally, November of 2013, I said, forget it. I want to see myself with healthy hair. So I just took those shears and started cutting out all that perm hair. And once I have completed that task, 
I love the point of just running that cool water. It was in, you know, it was hot um, at that time. It was hot in my house anyway. And um, I would run cool water over my head. And I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but I just know cool water felt it so great to my scalp. Um, I would throw gel on it. It was very easy to maintain because it was short. Um, I started picking up all types of earrings to go with my TWA and try to, you know, build up my confidence because it's like my confidence went down after I cut all my perm hair off and seeing myself with this short TWA instead of having that neck length bone straight hairdo, you know, and a ball because that's what I used to wear was a ball. And it was bone straight. And I was so used to putting a European um, creamy crack in my hair. Um, so as the day went by or whatever, I got used to wearing that TWA. You know, my husband helped me build my confidence. He used to always say, now I can see the shape of that head now. You know, since you have your hair cut low, now I can see the shape of your head and your a beautiful queen and that kind of helped me build up my confidence and then just wearing out my TWA and getting all these great compliments that hey your hair looks nice oh yeah you're rocking your afro and getting all these uh um fists like mo power to you you know it helped me in the long run build up my confidence and once my confidence was built up to a level that I can start accepting what I did and embracing my roots in my natural state hair, I went to the beauty supply store and started buying up a whole bunch of products. I mean, I was a product junkie. <laughs> <laughs> we all were product junkies once in our life, you know, because we're trying out new products. We're trying to see what fits for our hair, you know, we're educating ourselves as we go on buying these products, you know. I would buy products that would just sit on top of my hair. I'm like, okay, when is this product gonna sink into my scalp, my hair strings, whatever? Then I'm seeing products that's leaving flakes on my hair or my my uh, scalp, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe it's supposed to do that. You know, I was accepting a product that really was not for my hair type but I kept buying it. And as I educated myself on that product or on, you know, the ingredient label, should I say, I never bought that product again because I was just putting money into a big product company that wasn't doing any type of help for my 4C slash 4B type of hair. So as I said once before as we educate ourselves in our hair listening to our hair we know what products work and what products don't because we all was once a product junkie now we have took ourselves to the rehab <laughs> on getting products that works for our hair and leaving the products that don't work for our hair alone so i am so happy to say that I am a naturalista and I will try my best to lift up any other 
person that's out there going back to their natural roots by transitioning or big chopping their hair. I will try to help them build up their confidence because I know it takes us through that shock stage after doing the BC. Or if you're transitioning just to see your hair at its natural states and embracing those curls and seeing those curls for the first time can be very shocking. So I am here and I love to help you know, build your confidence up. I even started a natural hair group. I was so thrilled about my hair to help others. So that's me. And hey, I hate I went back those other two times and had to big chop my hair off again because I ran back to the creamy crack. And I should have just left it alone. I was going through rehab, you know, and I just couldn't leave the creamy crack alone. I returned back to it twice, but 2017 when I did my last BC I told myself you know what you're not returning back to this creamy crack you're gonna go ahead and stand your grounds and be the natural luster queen that you know you can be leave the creamy crack alone and those bad products alone and now it's 2020 and I can gladly say I love embracing my natural roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a great testimony. And you know what? Just sharing your story can help can help someone else to relate to your similarity on what they are going through or what they have been going through, you know, to build the confidence. Because what you just shared, I could definitely relate. Because when I had transitioned three months later and then I finally cut off my hair. I didn't have the confidence at all to embrace my hair. So what I've done, I turned to uh, YouTube tutorials at, at that time and trying to duplicate and mimic what products they use and the, the, the way they went about using it, you know, from, you know, manufactured products to do-it-yourself products, I tried it. And I've came to realize that what worked for them did not work for me because I don't know their routine their, their everyday regimen. They're just showing a moment of what's being done. And even if your hair looks similar, which most of our hair looks similar from curly to tightly coiled, your hair porosity, your hair density can be totally different from mine. So that's where I love to come in as a hair consultant um, to help them to understand your hair regimen, understand what works for you and not someone else, even if it does look the same, because it can be very deceptive. And that's where we begin to lose our confidence because we feel that this doesn't work. It doesn't work because it's not for you. Like how you said, the product is not for you. It's for someone else that will work for them. So understanding your own overall profile of your hair, you know, to a microscopic level, but it does not have to be complex, can help to minimize the frustration, help to ease, you know, your, you know, your confusion but give you the certainty that you are now back on the path to understanding your own hair where now you can build a confidence. And yes, it's gonna be a, a test and trial, just like any journey, just like when a baby is born, because I work with kids in pediatrics, I see their development stage. 
each child goes through their own developmental stage. Some are behind and some are ahead. Same way with our journey. Some are behind, some are ahead because they are trying. And once they try, now they got it. And now they have the confidence to walk stronger. And now they can run faster, you know, because they develop, develop that strength. Same way with us. It's going to be a test and trial error, but don't give up. What what I encourage, you know, naturals, because um, just like you, you have a hair group. I also have a hair group as well, where I focus on, aside from hair content, is to um, also build up your confidence, but also if you want to advance in your hair care regimen, I have a separate membership group specifically for that because I don't want to take everyone with me just to gather space. I'm looking for you know naturals who are tired, who are frustrated, who just want to overcome those challenges and those uncertainties to really understand our hair. And what I do, I provide the, um, the educational, uh, I want to say information, the knowledge that you need to understand your hair so you will have the less frustration and more confidence to know how to develop your own personal regimen. And that is so correct because, you know, as returning back natural, you don't know anything. You just seen YouTubers or someone um, in the public you know, with their natural hair and you're like, oh, your hair is so cute. It is so thick in texture. Oh, it looks so great, you know? And you're like, oh, I want to do this. But you're jumping on a bandwagon and you know no background about it. So what I did, I just took the time out to educate myself about my hair, about my roots, just to be exactly, you know, upfront. <laughs> I had to go and do researches. You know, our ancestors, they was slaves or whatever they were, just to say back in those days, they had little to no products. You know, a lot of their stuff was earthly grown. Some of them just used what they got out the kitchen, out the master's kitchen, like um, goose grease, uh, fat, grease, um, axle oil, kerosene oil, you know, stuff, motor oil, stuff like that and cured their scalp irritation that they were going through. Most of that stuff helped their hair grow. That's the thing. Like I looked at, um, what is it? Um, 400 years without a comb. I can't think of his name right now, but 400 years without a comb. It's a great video to watch. It is on YouTube. The only thing you have to do is type in 400 years without a comb. It is very educational. You know, I even sat down with my children and had them watch. You know, I probably had to tie them all together. LOL, just playing. <laughs> but I got them to sit down to watch it and had them do a research background on it. You know, give me some feedback on what they have learned. And believe it or not, my whole family here in this household is natural. I wow. even use natural products. I even use natural products on our dog, you know. I don't go out and buy all that um, stuff from the store or the pet store for him. You know, I clean his, um, his hair with uh, apple cider vinegar, the Bragg's brand. And his coat looks so great. 
which I knew it would because my hair looks so great as I do the apple cider vinegar rinse. So just passing the word on, you know, you don't have to go out there and get all that name brand stuff. Some of that stuff is right in your kitchen. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I keep mine very, very simple. Um, even like my own spray, I just make my own moisturizer spray, which is the aloe. I love aloe vera. Oh my God. <laughs> my own oh, aloe vera my own aloe vera spray just go to farmer's market and you know do its remedy and there i have it you know when i need an in-between refresher i use that so yeah you definitely are on top of things keisha you do not have to solely rely on uh, natural uh hair products if you don't want to but they're there if you would like to have based on what your hair need is but to save on cost you can definitely just go in your kitchen and understand what this can do for your hair and just and just do research and education on that that's all that's one reason why i tip my head to all these natural hair groups that's out here i mean hey if you're listening and you're wanting to go natural or your transition or you are natural and you just want to do something a little different join you a natural hair group whether it's on facebook twitter instagram or just off the social media just have a a natural group at your home where y'all just do each other hair and educate each other on little backgrounds about different ingredients do it it helps we all can do this together but let's start by not adding those chemicals to our products or running back to creamy crack or those bad ingredients that's in a lot of these products you know if you join you a natural hair group rather be on social media it's very useful because there is someone else out there with a story similar to yours worse than yours that can use the help and can use the help that you have the advice Absolutely, absolutely. Because it goes a step beyond just watching tutorials on a video. You can't necessarily right then and there talk to someone on the tutorial. Yes, you can leave a comment, but I mean, Facebook right now is free. You don't have to pay for it. It is free. And like uh, Natural Keisha said, there are hair groups um, that are respectively created specifically for you. Just go read the description, see what one relates to you and join because you can make instant connection in there immediately with someone um, who is dedicated or someone who has a story that you can relate to that can probably share some strategies or suggestions to help you in your um, journey or maybe a issue that you're coming across. But however, however, remember this, you must do your own research still, okay? It's it's great to take advice, but like Nashville Keisha said, do your research and gain the knowledge so you can understand what works best for you, okay? That is very awesome tips right there. Exactly. Please do your own research because every head of hair is different in some type of way. Don't just look at a foolish hair type on someone else and say, hey, she has hair like mine. Maybe I should go and get this uh, such and such product and use it on my hair. And then next thing you know, when you rinse out your hair, your hair is left bone dry 
or it's breaking off or etc is going on with your hair but please do your research absolutely when you first when you first returned to your natural roots what were your biggest concerns oh my god when i first returned back to my natural roots i was shocked <laughs> i felt paralyzed <laughs> i my jaw was like you know lol like wide open like okay what's next what i'm going to do with this how i'm going to take care of it what product should i use and like i said that's where i turned to youtube because there were emerging youtubers that were showing what they were using and i'm like okay it will work for them it will work for me i went i i went natural in 2010 that's where my journey started but i had no idea still how to take care of my hair cuz i was trying a little bit of any product out there because i was read the first you know description it will help with moisturize it will help with breakage I'm like yes this is what i need i'm going to take you let's go home <laughs> but when i apply it there is little to no success and mm-hmm. i became disappointed i was like forget this i'm just going to stick with braids and weaves back in my hair like i did at college and i did i resorted yeah. back to that and now of course i'll wash my hair and moisturize it based on products that i had but I, my hair was still not showing its beautiful that i felt that it should should embrace the, the curls and the the shine the softness the moisture my hair was like dry and like it's going to break again and i was like you know what let me go to a hair salon so i went to a hair salon and i felt confident because i felt like the hair salon would would be the answer to my hair problem you know the the moisture <laughs> yeah the moisture loss that i was receiving which which eventually my hair started to slowly begin to break so yes. but what the hair salon at that time told me uh to put a texturizer in my hair cuz i told her that i transitioned from a relaxer so it's like put a texturizer in your hair so i'm like what's a texturizer but she's like say oh um it's not a relaxer but it will it's like a cream you put on your hair and it will help to loosen your 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 hair pattern so it will be manageable for to allow you to comb through it and you know to do those styles that you want. So I'm like, "Okay, great, give me that." <laughs> But little <laughs> did I know that it was a form of a of a relaxer, which is a milder form of a relaxer. Yes, <laughs> Later on, yes. I did not know. So when I put the texturizer in my hair with that one time because I thought that's the one time I I needed it. Next thing you know, I didn't keep up going back because I thought that was my one time answer. It was on my behalf, not the hair salon, I'm not blaming the hair salon, but it was just on my behalf that I was not educated. That's what I said, education is the key. So, uh I I put it in one time and that was it and then next you know, guess what happened? My hair roots started growing and then whatever was was on my end it started to break <laughs> and then I had to do another cut again. So I actually did two cut Keisha. I did a two I did a second a, a second cut on my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my biggest concern was what products would work on this short hair. You know, cuz I'm so used to having long hair, you know, mm-hmm. long straight anyway. Like you know what products would work for your relaxed hair, you know. Mm-hmm. Now you're in your natural state here, plus your hair is short. You're like Oh, what products should I buy? So that's when I returned back to that beauty supply store and started buying each and every product. I mean, whatever my money could buy, I had the product in the basket, you know. Until I was like, you know what? 
I'm putting a whole bunch of products on my hair day in, day out. I don't see any growth. I do see some damage. I do see some dry, brittle hair feeling like hay. I'm like, no, it's something I'm doing wrong here. So then I tune in to a lot of YouTube videos, join a couple hair groups. And that's when I noticed from what they were saying that don't put too much product on your hair. I'm like, oh, wow, that's what I've been doing. I've been using all these different five products that I bought day in, day out. I'm not sticking with one product for the 30-day or the 45-day period to see what it works. I'm slapping on another one the next day. That wasn't good, so I had to stop. But it took me a while to refrain from that because I continued to do it because I was like, you know what? It says on the, it says on the product, growth. That's what I want. I want my hair to grow. I'm finna buy that product. That hair, that my hair is gonna grow tomorrow. You know, it says growth here, so my hair is gonna be long tomorrow, girl. Next week, you know, <laughs> hey, next month, I'm gonna have hair down on my knees because it says growth. No, don't go by those names, please don't. This because it said growth oil, you know, um, maybe some some other type of growth product, you still have to eat healthy. That's another thing that we fail to do. We thinking, oh, I have this magic in a bottle. It's gonna do the whole trick. It's gonna have my hair growing, you know, I'm gonna be looking like Rapunzel tomorrow or next month. You have to do the necessary steps to get the growth for your hair. You have to put things, good things in your body, as I call in your system, to help promote that growth, to keep that scalp in check, to drink water day in, day out, and also add water to your hair, maybe before you use a product on your hair. Because I'm gonna tell you, my biggest thing was, I don't care what product it was, oil, conditioner, shampoo, um, deep conditioner, moisturizing products. I would hurry up and slap that product on my hair strings without adding any type of water and not even checking the back of the ingredient label to see was water included or what was the top five or top four or top seven, whatever ingredients on the back of that label. I didn't care. All I was looking at, oh, this is a name brand. Oh, I heard about this product. It's a good product because it worked for someone else. I wasn't even thinking about, oh, mm, I have four-ish hair. Will this work for my hair? I just thought, oh, the other person got four-ish hair. It worked for them. They're 4C, 4B, so it's going to work for me. So make sure you do that research. That was one of my biggest concerns right there. What product would work for me? I didn't know. That's why we become product junkies, because we're looking for that correct product or close to that correct product that's going to work for our hair type. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. How long did it take you to grow your hair completely out? Well, as soon as I cut off the ends of my relaxed hair, that's where it started. 
<laughs> that's where it started. I had no more uh, relaxed ends, so I was completely natural. The only thing is, it's just the length. You know, started from a, you know, TWA and just allow it to grow. Um, but at that time, I wasn't so concerned about the length of my hair when I did the second chop <laughs> based on my uh, attempt to get it manageable. I was just focusing, I need to get my hair healthy because I can't be going through this moisture moisture loss or breakage again and God know what else I need. I'm going to attempt to try that. I'm going to do harm to my hair because I didn't have the knowledge. So I would just focus on actually uh, getting my hair healthy. And I wasn't thinking about growth, like I said. Actually, growth didn't, wasn't my main focus. It was just getting my hair healthy. What do I need to use to get my hair healthy? And so that led me to do my own research. I did my own research. And um, being in the medical field, we always, we always read on evidence-based research. So I use that to read articles um, and just understand the nature about black hair and um, how to take care of it as well. So just come through research. And then I was able to understand that I don't need all these products. Why do I need all these products? It's, it, it's like buying a lot of lotion. You gotta have like dozens of lotions. Do, does, does your one skin need all these dozens of lotions to based on what it say, give you that moisture, make it glow, make it supple. Do you need all these six products to do one thing? No, you just need one thing to do what your hair needs. So I had to come to that conclusion, you know, that I don't need all these products. We do not need all these products. Your hair, baby, your hair is talking to you. What are you doing to me? Stop it. <laughs> you don't, need, you, you don't need to put so many clothes on my skin. Stop, no. So I had to do my research, understand that I don't need all these products. I just need to understand what works for me. And that and that's what led me to my becoming healthy, you know, in my hair journey, which also led me to started a hair blog. And then which also led me to write natural hair books, which are on Amazon as, as of today. And which also led me to start my uh, hair groups to help other women out there uh, to build their confidence and to understand their own personal hair regimen and to keep it simple, not complicated. That is so awesome. And I'm so glad that you have books out there because I love the way it's going now. It's more books out there than ever about your natural hair and to pick you up on where you fall down at, you know, just pick you right back up and show you how to start off a hair regimen. You know, it give you these recommendations on hair products, whether you choose to buy them or not, but you also need to know the density of your hair, the um, hair type. I love that hair type because I never even typed my hair before, never. I just knew I had African-American hair. That's what I did know. But now I can say I have four-ish hair or either I can say I have 4B slash 4C hair. And I also know my density of my hair. Um, I even educated myself on the, my follicles and the cuticle. I didn't know anything about this in 2013. I didn't even know. I didn't even know nothing about, you know, hair sprouts up from your follicles and your cuticles. I didn't even know where this stuff was located at on my head. I just heard it. I was like, what? Where is that located? <laughs> That's located on your scalp, huh? I thought they were talking about it in my system, like in my stomach or my 
my legs, my muscles. I thought that's where it was. I didn't know it was on my scalp. What? <laughs> where you get the They like you didn't pull up the picture. I'm like a picture of what? They said the picture of your scalp. Oh, that's where it is. Uh-huh. I go and pull up the picture and it tells you this is where your follicle is. This is where your cuticle is. This is your hair strings. This is how it look. And this is right here. This is this. Just like it do on our our body. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have your doctor's appointments, they have the picture of the body to show you where your heart is located, your kidney, and et cetera. So they also have a scalp picture there to show you everything about your scalp. So you will have that better understanding of where everything is but it took me probably about a year to completely grow out my hair after I cut it in 2013 for the first time and I was thinking to myself my hair is not growing I know we all and said that oh my hair is not growing I don't like this I'm returning back to the creamy crack my hair was growing when I was on the creamy crack guess what your hair is still growing. Just because you don't see the growth does not mean it's not growing. So just be patient. That's another thing. That's what builds up the stress. We're sitting up here and we're stressing ourselves out. My hair is not growing, isn't it? So you're elevating your stress. I didn't even know that was one cause of hair doing the things that it do too, because our stress level is steady building. We're trying to maintain day in and day out stress. I can't say you're not gonna stress at all because I'm pretty sure we all have been there before with the stressing, but try to maintain your stress level. Don't let it get so high because that can lead to alopecia. And who wants their hair to be falling out when they're sitting up here putting these great products on their hair strings and scalp and eating healthy and drinking water and doing the things that's necessary to have this growth in this health, good health at that. So maintain your stress, please, please. I didn't know anything about all that, you know, back in my first BC days. But uh, please maintain your stress. Don't let your stress level get overwhelming to you. Please don't, because you're going to suffer in the long run. And whatever you're suffering from, it will result in your hair. Whether it's medical condition, your health, your stress, the imbalance of your hormones, your medical condition, the medication you're taking, all that results in our system and not only in our system but in our hair so we must take care of ourselves. how often do you shampoo your natural hair i shampoo my natural hair i would say once a week or once in a half in the week so it just depends because i really don't use a lot of products on my hair or it could be two weeks it just depends it just depends but typically Mm -hmm. I will average about half a week, maybe twice in a week. So it just varies. Yeah. Um, well, back in 2013, I probably was shampooing my hair a little too much. So I kind of help all the dryness and brittle hair out by doing that because I was adding more to it by keep shampooing my hair. But now that I have educated myself 
I do a little bit more co-washing and water only, cool water, that is, washing, than shampooing. I might just shampoo or clarify my hair once a month. But if I'm not using all those products on my hair and my hair don't feel all dirty and I know I haven't been exercising to sweat and those type of things, then I will only clarify, maybe shampoo my hair once a month. But in between using hot oil treatments and products, I will co-wash. And that's with a great shampoo. I mean, excuse me, a great conditioner and rinse that out with cool water and my scalp i can say loves 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 that i mean i know water is the first thing we're looking for so every time i get in the shower day in day out basis i would spray my hair down with some good water and my hair will possibly just bounce back you know, it can be off easy because I do have fourish hair, so I expect for it to be like that. Since I rock an afro, I can expect for the frizz to happen, but the cool water maintains my frizz. So that's why I can't stress enough, please use cool water because when I was shampooing, I would shampoo my hair I will rinse it with warm water as normal. I would throw conditioner on there and then I would also rinse the conditioner out with warm water. I didn't even know I wasn't supposed to do that. I just started doing right in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> we're rinsing my hair out with cool water after conditioning. I didn't know I was doing it totally wrong. I did not know. And see, that's the thing about educating yourself. Self-education is very, 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 very valuable because once you know better, you will do better. What will you say is the best natural shampoo that you have used? Oh, wow. Um, see, my black soap <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> A black soap shampoo. Going back to that, my black soap shampoo. Yes. <laughs> what is the worst shampoo you have used? Oh my gosh! I it was a shampoo that's called Suave Suave Suave. It made my hair so dry and, and like dry and crispy. <laughs> Suave shampoo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> my my shampoo that I have uh, ever used before I must say has been the Aussie I love Aussie mm-hmm. that, that purple bottle oh, that's okay. what I know it as mm-hmm. that purple bottle, I love I love it because they got a hydrating kind that is oh I love it I love it mm-hmm. now the worst shampoo that I have mm-hmm. used I would say is the same thing that you said I used it one time and let me tell you my hair was so dry, my scalp felt like it had eczema all on it. I was just, yes, just, just yes, it really dried out my hair a lot to the point it felt crisp. <laughs> my scalp felt like it was just tight enough. Yes, <laughs> I can relate. I, um, 
have I been around someone that had fleas or ticks and, you know, they got onto my scalp or something? Because, baby, I'm going to tell you, could not stop scratching my scalp. And I tried to stop, but I couldn't. But the thing is, just like our skin is very delicate, our scalp is also. And we cannot be using stuff on our skin that will suck the moisture out of our skin. And we cannot be using things that will suck the the um, the oxygen out of our scalp, which is our moisture. You don't want to do that. If you do use any kind of shampoo or clarifying that do that, you have to back dough and put moisture back into your hair. But I try not to even go for any shampoos or conditioners that's going to do anything like that because I already have this porridge hair that's dry anyway. So I don't need no extra dryness. And then staying down here in the south, where in the summertime it is very hot. It's so hot where you can see the devil pass by and ask you for a glass of water. I don't think you want to um, <laughs> put anything extra into your um, hair that would dry it out. Because the sun out here in the south already do enough. Absolutely. Yep. What what are your favorite products? Yes. Uh, my favorite product is right now, I like the Shea Moisture. Oh, I can't pronounce it. Shea Moisture. I like the Shea Moisture line. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and I like um, the Cream of Nature product line. There's certain ones, a uh, product that I'll use. So those are the two right now. Like I said, I've been through products already in my life, so I just keep it simple. Yes. My favorite products just to say the ones that's gonna do the correct things to my hair i can't just stay for one favorite product because the one favorite product that i might just say and then it might be many more behind it that do the same thing so the favorite products that's going to work with my hair type are my favorites and i know i still got a lot to go through right now um shea moisture is one of my favorite products and also aussie is one um but i'm pretty sure it's gonna be plenty more out there i'm just trying to deal with one product at a time since i'm going through a little rehab here <laughs> as far as uh, <laughs> as far as just dealing with one product for that 30 to 45 days to see how it works and that shea must marster excuse me <laughs> has been my bff I can say since around maybe 2019 of January. So I've been using the same shampoo and conditioner for the last year. And I have seen great results. I love it the most now because it has the Manuka honey. And hey, I love me some Ooh, honey. sounds delicious. And we know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we know honey has a lot of properties behind it. Mm -hmm. Those that know about it. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't know about honey, you might want to jump onto your smartphone or your computer and type in honey and find out those properties behind honey and how well it do for our hair. I mean, whether you're relaxed or natural, transitioning, you can even have a TWA and it still would add those benefits 
to your hair strengths. I don't care what you're going through in life. You could be stressing. It's still good. I mean, for one, I know um, honey, whether it's dealing with hair or skin, it heals minor cuts and wounds. I know that for sure. And um, if you have any scars, ugly scars on your skin, maybe your hair, it faded those scars. You know, it fades them out. So maybe they will start blending into your skin tone. You know, they won't look like scars like they look when you first got them. They'll start, you know, blending in. And I do know another thing. If bees love honey, guess what? I see why. Because <laughs> bees, we know, definitely love the honey, okay? Right, and that's why uh, and that's why I do favor natural, uh, you know, organic ingredients because just by doing your research, you just become so surprised and so informed about, wow, okay, now I see why the natural hair products use these ingredients which why they are expensive because there are being researched on what these natural products, sorry, these natural ingredients can do for your hair and they just put them in a product, which why you see the price tag the way it is. So yeah, <laughs> why well, you can do it yourself. That is so you can cool. also do it yourself and save on costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your hair and scalp healthy you know that'd be a good questionnaire you know like me personally i don't have any uh scalp conditions so my scalp is healthy i don't have any um like severe dryness or where i'm always itching my scalp maybe once in a while you know normal itch but my scalp i will say is healthy like my skin on my body is healthy because i do keep it cleansed um and of course when you wash your hair it becomes moisturized but also what I do is I will use my own essential uh, oils as well. If you do research on essential oils, you know what their properties, what they can do for your hair. So not just your hair, but also for your scalp. So I will do like, I will mix uh, essential oil with a carrying oil and I will just shake it up and just put just a small amount along my scalp, you know, when it's damped <laughs> so it can get in there and then I'll just massage it. So I usually do it on my wash days, and then I may go back and just do it again, maybe the following week if I feel like it, but I don't put a lot of oils on my scalp because you know our scalp already produces its natural oil, you know? But if you do have a scalp condition, you know, like I said, essential oils, when we do your research, they do have the benefits. Um, so you can look more into that. But for me, my scalp is clean because I wash my hair um, cleanse my hair and keep it um, clean and keep it um, moisturized and then I'll use like I said my own little oil concoction on my wash day or I will do it again maybe the following week but other than that I just I don't have any scalp condition so my scalp is I will say is healthy at this moment well since I been a stable I guess I can use that word because I don't tend to go back to any kind of creamy crack or chemicals just to say um how I keep my hair healthy and my scalp healthy I blend up fresh carrots after I clean them with apple cider vinegar to make sure I remove all kinds of toxins or 
bacteria or whatever that could be on the carrots. Um, then I will rinse them with warm water after I let them sit in the apple cider vinegar. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I will take my blender or my juicer and blend in the carrots and use the carrots as a carrot mask upon my hair and scalp. Or if I put them into a juicer, I would just strain all the juice off the carrots and use that carrot juice along with some aloe vera, some tea tree oil, some rosemary oil, something that's good for the scalp mm-hmm. and also the hair and blend those together or should I say mix the carrot juice in that essential oil or whatever type of oil it is that's good for the hair and scalp and just aim for what I'm trying to do if I'm trying to make sure the scalp get the attention that it needs because hey we all know the hair grows out of the scalp so we're trying to keep a healthy scalp in order to gain that healthy hair so one day or two days out of the week I would just give my scalp that TLC I won't even worry about my hair strains right now because I didn't already did my hair strains probably a day or so ago I would just aim directly for the scalp and make sure it get the needed attention because it's always left behind you know we're thinking about our hair and our roots we're like oh I gotta put this product on my hair I gotta put this hair product on my roots and then guess what the scalp is left undertended and we need to make sure the scalp is healthy because I'm gonna tell you if the scalp is not healthy or happy it can turn totally wrong absolutely yeah and that's where uh, like I said like essential oils or even botanical ingredients are out there that can help with your scalp you know just incorporate in your hair regimen you have to go all all overboard and go crazy my scalp my scalp just create a healthy hair care practice that works for you so your your scalp can be healthy and your hair can reflect that as it grows and, and continue being strong because remember our hair is dead you know but our but our scalp is alive but in order to balance the both just make sure whatever your regimen is it's healthy for you and it works best for you but that's why i do solely favor uh natural uh ingredients or botanical ingredients because they have their properties that help with that just like the um the vinegar really really good antifungal antibacterial you know when you do your rinse you can also do it on your scalp me personally i used to do the vinegar rinse but i really don't do that anymore but what i've done is i would take some vinegar and i would put it in my sulfate free shampoo my moisturizing free sulfate free shampoo and i would just wash it just the way it is because right now they actually are making vinegar in shampoo so it just depends on what your what your philosophy is what your favoritism is you know when it comes to cleansing your hair but the main thing is just make sure you keep your scalp clean and your hair you know uh clean so it can accept products easier so when you go back and you know apply those products so you know because if you're not cleansing your hair you know based on where it needs to be cleansed it's gonna be harder for the moisture getting your hair because you already have products on top of it sitting and you're not really cleaning those products away just like i love what you say make sure you go back and clarify your hair um so you can really get rid of those uh products so when you reintroduce those products back on your hair it was it's going to reflect what it needs to do it's going to get that moisture in your hair but again you got to know your hair porosity you got to know your profile of your hair too as well so it goes beyond just products 
um, you gotta you gotta understand your own hair as well. That is so correct. Do you use heating tools on your hair? Heating tools? Are yes. you talking about oh heating tools? Uh no, I have not used a heating tool on my hair since I got married <laughs> uh, about two plus years ago. So I don't. I really don't. Even before that, I would use it once in a while, but honestly, I really don't. I just pretty much wash my hair, you know, do my regimen and just let my hair air dry. But I'm to the point where I've been through that, been done that, that I have my own regimen that works for me. I'm not saying I won't, but at this time, I really do not use any heating tools on my hair. Now, before I did my first big chop in 2013, when I was relaxing my hair, I was going flat iron crazy. I mean, I know <laughs> I was doing a whole bunch of damage to my hair. I would fry my hair. I didn't care. I'm going to get the best results. I'm going to leave this on here a little longer to straighten out my hair. I'm going to curl it with a curling iron. You know, I'm going to do all this great stuff. And I know I was damaging my hair. But when I did that big chop in 2013, I can satisfy and say I have not used any heating tools since 2013. And that goes with blow dryers or anything. I air dry my hair. And if I need any kind of heat, what I would do when I'm doing my hot oil treatments, I would get a plastic cap or a plastic bag and tie it around my hair. And I would go get a winter hat. You know, like the little sweater hats that you wear on top of your head when it's cold outside. I'll put that on top of the plastic bag. And I will rock that for about two, three hours or however long I need to just to get the body heat. Because we already know our, our body carries heat anyway. So that's how I do my heating right there. No heating tools for me since 2013. And I'm so glad to say that because I was heat crazy heat crazy <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i mean like i said it's you create your own experience and you it's a test and it's a trial but after after a while you come to a point where do i really need all of this do i really have to use this all the time like you know after i wash my hair i need to sit under a hair dryer no you do not do i always have to use a uh you know blow dryer every time i wash my hair just to keep it dry no you do not you know it goes back to just education and research you can just simply air dry your hair now of course if you know you are in a rush you gotta you go into an event you don't have time to really sit down and air dry your hair because of life okay maybe sit underneath the hair dryer but you're not in the habit of using these heating tools you know the whole time because it could be the problem while you're also experiencing hair breakage as well because the heat it sucks the moisture out of your hair so if you're if you if it's in your routine a lot or uh, I would say a lot, but if you're frequently using it as often, then it can, you know, have a adverse effect than actually helping you. But it just depends on your own uh, habits, you know, it goes back to your own habit. Me, my habit is I just keep my regimen simple, cleanse, wash, you know, which is washing, cleansing, deep conditioning, moisturizing. I wear a low maintenance protective hairstyle, my own hair. <laughs> and I air dry my hair and I keep it going and then I go back in and I just re-moisturize when it needs to re-moisturize and yada 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 and 
till I get until I get back to my next cleansing of my hair. But other than that, I keep my regimen simple because I've been through that. I've experienced that. I'm like, my hair does not need to go through all of this. Same thing with do-it-yourself regimens. Um, do you need all, all these different tea rinse, this rinse, this, that? No, you do not. Same thing. Keep it simple. Find a do-it-yourself regimen that works just like she used, uh, natural Keisha uses the, the, the carrot, you know, regimen. If that works, use that. But you don't have to use millions of other things, just like millions of other hair products as well. Don't get happy crazy with those things. Right. Your hair, again, is looking at you. What are you doing? Stop. Just keep it simple. Stick to a few things that work based on what it needs. You have something that needs for your cleansing your hair cleansing your scalp to maybe detoxify your scalp use what you need to detoxify my scalp i know that uh when i did my hair wash <clears throat> about uh about two weeks ago i did a <clears throat> excuse me a detox for my scalp and i'm am i going to do it again the next wash no i'll probably do it again maybe the next month or the following month you know just develop a regimen based on what your hair needs or something that you just want to introduce to your hair but just keep a healthy hair care practice for you and just don't go crazy happy try not to become a product junkie because <laughs> we all once was a product junkie and sometimes it's hard and very tempting to try every product that comes out there and it's okay to test them out but just 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 question yourself do my hair need this if it doesn't need this stick to what you have and just be uh, i want to say satisfied but just be comfortable knowing that you see the results based on what you're already using because there's someone else that's having a hard time just to understand what they need on their hair. Well, you already have or figure out what you need, but yet you want to try other things, other things, other things. Just be careful because other things may have ingredient, never know, that may cause harm to your hair or may do some 360 backwards on your hair. Just stick to what helps your hair so you can be on a path to healthy and or growing natural hair, whatever your goal is. That is some awesome information to have to keep in mind of because I'm going to tell you, just because you're not a natural product or uh, organic product junkie, you can become a DIY junkie too by trying all these different things. <laughs> Try, you know, whatever works best for your hair type. Don't try to do different DIYs because just like, you know, anything that you think is going good, it can also go bad also. Absolutely, yes, they can. Natural hair product, natural ingredients, botanical ingredients can also cause harm to you if you may become allergic to it, you may have irritation to it. Not because it's a natural ingredient or botanical ingredient. A herbalist will tell you the same thing. You have to see how your body will react to it. And what you do, you just do a simple small test on your area of your skin, or maybe a small test area on your hair. You don't know until you try. So that's why I say, not because you watch every tutorials out there, um, it's for you. It may not be for you because whether it's a manufactured product or do it yourself product, you have to see if it's helping your hair or not, or causes irritation to your scalp or not. And I'm so glad you brought that up to do that um, <clears throat> test on your skin or et cetera. Just try it out on a part of your body and see if you're gonna go to scratching or any kind of redness etc because 
sometimes we think that our hair is dry from using that product or whatever and that product could just be irritating your scalp and leaving it to be um itchy you know you're probably allergic to it you never know you think oh my hair is dry i need to go get something else to do this and do that and then you could just have some kind of skin irritation because we know once the skin slash scalp is irritated we're gonna scratch because you know it's gonna make you do that you're gonna be like oh i'm I'm itching you know and you're gonna start scratching your scalp and etc and another good thing is that h-i-h oh man that hands and hair that was once me too i just thought oh if i play in my hair and twirl it a little bit it'll help it grow not knowing that i didn't touch doorknobs countertops different towels just touching 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 but you need to wash your hands because you can have bacteria on your hands and then you're touching your hair and your scalp. So you're also feeding in to doing harsh things to your scalp and hair because your hands are not clean, especially after you've been touching your smartphone, your laptop, and then you go to planting your hair. So whatever type of bacteria is on your hands, now it's on your hair strings and your scalp. So please, clean those hands. Can't express that enough too. What are the first signs that your hair is damaged? Um, Well, currently my hair is not damaged (laughs) at this time. (laughs) But... Before, I, I would recognize the damage when my hair would break, meaning that it would become very dry and then it become brittle and then it would break off. And I know that my hair is damaged. <laughs> um, that was my experience back then. Now I don't experience that. I just have just typical normal shedding. Unless, of course, you know, I go in with my hand, H I H, my hands in my hair and go ahead and, like, you know, detangle. And, of course, you know, with detangling or any type of, you know, hands in here, you may see a little breakage at the end. But um, other than the hair strand, of course, but other than that, I don't have damage on my hair strands like I used to um, because I corrected my habit, I corrected my behavior when it came to that. So now I just move on forward with just being um, cautious on what my hair needs and give it the, the, the health and the attention that it needs. But other than products, I feed my body, you know, what it needs because products alone don't necessarily grow your hair. Now, products will have ingredients that facilitate, you know, you know, some type of growth of your hair. But whether you have products in your hair or not, your hair is always growing depending on your 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 medical condition, the health of your 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 hair and where it is in its condition and state. But you gotta feed your yourself healthy. You know, you know, I'm not saying be vegan, don't eat meat. I'm not telling you to do that. Understand what what is healthy for you so you can feed your body the proper nutrition 
you know, in order to uh, facilitate in the health overall state of your hair. Because, you know, our hair tends to be the last thing to uh, get the nutrition, even though it gets nutrition, but, you know, once you eat, you know, all your major vital organs get to it first, and then um, your hair tends to get it the least. So just make sure you just be on a routine habit of eating healthy, drinking your water, you know, as much as possible so you can create a balance of your internal as well as things that you use on the external of your hair and scalp. So you don't have to see that damage. <laughs> yes, that is so correct. I didn't even know that when I did the BC that your hair was the last to get any of what you're putting into your body. And that's another thing, you know, what your hair is not getting from the great foods that you're eating, add those great ingredients or great products or great DIYs to your hair strings and scalp just to confirm, okay, I haven't forgot about you. Here's the extra vitamin C just in case you didn't get the other vitamin C that I just put into my body. And listening to your hair is a very good thing. Just like I said, I bought product in the past and put it on top of my hair and it was still sitting there. You know, it never sinks into my hair strings or my scalp or anything and left residue. That residue thing is something that I never, ever, ever want to see again or just seeing product just sitting on top of my hair. Get a product that's going to work for your hair type. That's not just going to sit up there and say hello to everyone. What is the best slash most empowering part of your journey so far? My best and empowering journey is after um, I decided to go ahead and write my book. And then I went ahead and published another book. I was able to um, be interviewed on my books as well. And not only that, I just want to help women to gain the confidence to embrace and to love their natural hair and to let them know that, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, there are women out there that you can connect with just to talk about hair and to come to a solution, targeted solution, you know, um, not just brainstorming, but through research to understand about your hair, your characteristic of your hair, your nature hair, of your hair. How does your hair work? you know, and how ingredients and also products, depend on what direction you go, can help in, in your journey by creating your own natural hair regimen. And I have a passion for that. So that's my, my, my best journey right now is reaching out to other women uh, to let them know that they're, they're not alone and there is someone out there who may have been where you are and to let you know that you're beautiful despite how you may look at your hair despite how you may feel at, about your hair those are just emotions but let's work on your confidence let's target the problem so that we can resolve it so you can now gain the confidence and also share your story to other women so that they too can be um empowered and inspired to embrace and love her textured hair through knowledge and research. Yes. My bet is staying away from creamy crack, chemicals in general, from products to the creamy crack, um, that my scalp 
is looking and feeling great. I'm not really worrying about any growth. I'm just worrying about me taking care of my system here, eating right. So I know that my scalp is doing well and that it's gonna produce that good growth, whether I want it to or not. As long as it's happy, I know my hair is gonna be happy too. Um, now the most empowering part of this journey is the confidence that I have as of today versus the confidence that I had in 2013 <laughs> and empowering and helping other ladies, queens, naturalistas embrace their roots and helping them anywhere that I can by giving them advice, turning them on to a wonderful natural hair group, um, recommending different books for them to read, um, helping them build up a regiment if that's what they need to build up, if they don't have one already in place. Um, let's see, um, hey, eating healthy. <laughs> Period. Yeah. <laughs> we can't forget that. We always tend not to remember that, but it's so important because we focus on hair products, you know, and do it yourself. But we don't remember about our health and our wellness, our stress levels, you know, our lifestyles, you know, because sometimes women say, I don't have the time to do my hair. Um, you have the time. You just, you have to incorporate a time for your hair. Is, and your hair don't need to be washed every single day. Our oils are not dripping down our strands, you know, because it's, it's, it's not like a Caucasian hair. Our hair is different. So it gives you so much free time not to even bother washing your hair. You know, just create a style that you can carry on during a week and, uh, and a regimen that incorporates into your lifestyle if you feel like you're too busy because it still can be done. Yes. And yes, and exactly for me, drinking more water. I mean, I haven't drunk as much water as I do as of today versus 2013 again, because in 2013, I was a sugary drinker. <laughs> it had to contain sugar. I didn't care, was it soda, Kool-Aid, some kind of fruit drink or et cetera. But now I try to make more healthier choices with things that I put into my body, whether it be the type of product that I drink or the type of product I eat or even snacks, you know, you have those processed snacks out there. I try to make more better healthy choices on the snacks. I eat me a couple of the walnuts and eat figs and et cetera, you know, bump up my fruits and vegetables. You know, I want more veggies on my plate than meat. I mean, I know I love my meat and I know it's also a good choice, but I don't want a whole lot of meat. I think I'm more into my veggies and fruits now. Yep, I can say I, I love this journey. I really do, because if you would have asked me this in 2013, would I be drinking a lot of water and more fruits and veggies or my choice of healthier snacks? I would tell you, you were crazy. I'm not doing that. I'm going to be drinking sodas. I'm going to be drinking juice. I'm going to be eating all kinds of potato chips and candy and et cetera. But now, hmm, time and pass. And um, instead of me calling myself natural Keisha, I should be calling myself healthier Keisha. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone that want to return back to their natural roots? 
Oh, I would say go ahead and do it, queen. Do it. Don't second guess yourself because it will come up. Like, I don't know if I should. Um, what is this going to think about me? Don't come with that perception. First of all, focus on you. If this is what you want to do, do it. Do it because you have a reason. You have a why. Focus on your why, why you want to do it. And just do it. But um, when you do it, don't keep, you know, to yourself, you know, join a group with other women because you need that support because you're returning back to natural because, you know, it's a journey and you're not sure on what to do. Join a, join a supportive community, whether it's a community that's in your area, like there is uh, meetups, you know, join that or there's virtual, like, you know, mostly like on Facebook, for example, or just connect with another woman that you know who is also natural, but just have a support system and then do your research, do your research and definitely go ahead, try your products because you don't know unless you try. But once you do find that product, stick with it, try it out, see how it responds, see how your hair may re even react to it. And just, um, and if it works out, if it works out, great. Now you can develop a regimen and understand what a regimen is. So if your goal is to keep your hair healthy or to overcome some scalp conditions, depending on what your medical condition is, definitely take advantage of that and come with your research. If you need to talk with a trichologist, uh, they specialize in uh, hair and scalp conditions, talk with a trichologist. If you need to see a doctor on your, on your health <laughs> and your wellness, see a doctor, you know, because you may have concerns about certain things that you are seeing how your hair is responding. Just utilize your network system, your health network system, your your, your naturalista, your group, your meetups, whoever, you know, that you need to be on this supportive journey with you. And don't get frustrated because you may experience that, but you can definitely overcome that. And just keep it simple and just, um, you know, connect with other individuals just like yourself. Yes, marvelous, marvelous information. I was gonna say that, you know, don't get with a natural, um, and or should I say, don't get with a relaxed person and you're natural because they won't know a whole lot. They haven't been through a whole lot, just to say. And relax, don't get with a natural, you know, trying to get that information from them. I mean, as far as products and oils and all that, I'm pretty sure they work on both, relaxed or natural, but really just get with someone that's in your same status I would say that been through it or that's going through it is good because you all can tag team together and remind each other of girl it's wash day let's wash our hair together you know girl it's deep conditioning you know we need the deep conditioning after this or let's do our hot oil treatments together you know someone to keep you up to date on building that regiment I mean I have had people that I would tag team with and we will video as they washing their hair, I wash my hair and we'll both be doing our hot oil treatments together by FaceTiming each other. So we was like each other's, let's see, reminder <laughs> because some of us do fall off and say, hey, I don't wanna do this anymore or whatever because I'm pretty sure we all can relate to being somewhat type in our journey of lazy 
naturals because I know I was a big lazy natural once I seen all these products wasn't really working for me or I thought they wasn't working fell off the bandwagon but guess what I got back on because I got me a friend and she was natural pretty much all her life so she helped inspire me to not just um, returning natural or doing better but want it to do better that's another thing you have to want to do better you have to want these certain things for yourself in order to do them because can't no one make you do anything you're going to do what you want to do or what you think fits for you so it's a i want to do better even though you need to do better possibly but you have to also want that need how often do you trim your hair myself a trim on my last wash so because my ends right now are pretty I would say pretty much um, healthy I don't have a lot of split ends or a lot of uh, single strand knots so usually I will trim my hair when I see that maybe like during after my wash and then I'm detangling or even before that, I will just go ahead and I'll just trim the ends. But for a good trim, if I would trim my hair, are you talking about trimming your hair like overall or just like, or just kind of dusting? Mm-hmm. That's the thing I want to ask. Trimming as dusting or just trimming some split ends. However, you go cutting, oh, you know, okay. into your head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So for myself, like usually my trimmings will, will be involved on my wash day, you know, as I detangle and, you know, as your hair sheds, it will actually tend to, you know, get caught in your other hair. So I will just go ahead and I will trim those away. So it will make my detangling easier. And especially when I go ahead and style my hair. Um, but for the most part, that's the only time I will necessarily trim my hair. My last actual trim of my overall hair where I just decided just to give my hair a nice trim when I did see some see-through at the ends of my hair and I will just cut that away. That was about um, probably six months ago I've done that, uh, a good trim overall. But after that, I just maintain it, you know, while I detangle my hair. And, and again, if I do see any knots, I will just trim those away. So I will just dust those yeah, away. I don't go by the every four, six, eight week period. I mean, if, if, Me if I see Me some neither. damage, some split ends, or maybe I just need to do some dusting for my ends, I'll do it as I want just say that, okay, um, eight weeks ago or seven weeks ago, maybe even four weeks ago, I just trimmed my end. But if I see that my hair is splitting and it's like three weeks after I have already did the trim, I would immediately go ahead and cut those off because... You don't want those to sit on forever because that will travel up your hair shelf if you do not get rid of that problem. 
I mean, some of us say, hey, I, I grew out my hair and I, it's finally to my, my shoulders. Uh, if I trim it, it's going to be short again. But guess what? I'd rather for my hair to be short again than for me to have to do the whole BC over again. Just because the split ends traveled up my hair shelf. So I trim as needed. <laughs> What challenges <laughs> do you face with your hair? If you face any at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No matter how long you've been natural, newly natural, seasoned natural, <laughs> you're always going to face some challenges. So my challenge with my hair is also the moisture. Um, just keeping... Um, my moisture in balance. So that's just my main challenge with my hair. And of course, you know, when detangling come, those knots like to show us like, oh gosh, you're, you're messing up my flow, man. I was gonna get a, a scissor and just cut those away. So I would say my, my main challenge still is just um, my moisture that I have to go back and re-moisturize my hair. <laughs> and uh, during detangling, those knots will show up, you know, and I just trim them away. But with my, with the re-moisturing of my hair, I understand that my hair just telling me that it just needs to be re-moisturized because your hair is just, your hair is going to get dry no matter what. Um, that's just the nature of the hair. But I've learned that for me, I just have to create that balance of going back and just make sure I just give it the re-moisture that it needs. So if I prolong it, then I will see you know, setbacks with that. So I don't want to go back to where I used to be. Yeah. And the challenges I face with my hair is, um, my hair just sucks up all kinds of moisture from scalp hair strings. You know, I'm not the type of natural that needs to add moisture to her hair. Let's say every other day, every two, three times out of week or so like that. Mine's is pretty much on a day in, day out thing. I have to make sure I keep up with it because my hair is dry. And when I add that moisture, it would suck it dry. Cause I remember my mom saying back <laughs> in my childhood days when she was relaxing my hair, she would grease my scalp. And probably like the day after or maybe two days after she would say, your hair is dry again. Your scalp just sucks up moisture. You know, it just eats it up. And right now has been a natural. It's doing the same thing. Just sucks up all kinds of moisture. And I have to keep putting moisture into my hair. So listen to your hair and your scalp, guys. I mean, thoroughly listen to it. Because if you don't listen to it, you're going to end up overdoing something or you're going to be less of doing something that's needed to your hair. So listen to your hair. Whether it's dry or not dry, if it's not dry, leave it alone. You don't want to put too much moisture into your hair. And I know that sounds crazy, like, should my hair have too much moisture? You really don't want to do that. And when it comes down to the protein treatments, you want to use those protein treatments as directed on the directions. Don't leave that on much longer than it states because 
that can possibly dry out your hair too. I didn't heard people say, well, I didn't use a protein uh, treatment and I left it in overnight thinking I'm going to put more protein into my hair. You don't want to do things like that. You want to always follow those directions. Don't try to overdo it to try to be ahead because being ahead can lead to damage to your hair also. So don't, don't do that, please. Please follow those directions. It's just like medication. If you're taking a medication and it says, um, take two times a day, don't try to take that medication three times a day because you can be ODing your own self. You don't want to do that. So follow those directions, please. Follow those directions. How do you avoid um, breakage? Um, I just keep my hair moisturized and I wear a low maintenance ha hairstyle. That's how I avoid breakage. And I don't comb my hair every single day or anything like that because I don't need to do that. I just keep it moisturized and and I just wear a low maintenance hairstyle, meaning that my hair is, yes. for me, I like to wear twists. So I keep my hair stretched. So my hair is stretched and my twists, which helps with the retention of my moisture um, and uh, lessening the breakage because I don't need to touch my hair. I just maybe like pin it up or something like that because of the twist. So I create like a, an additional twist hairstyle out of it. But other than that, that's how I maintain uh, not seeing breakage. Yes, I avoid breakage by, like you said, not combing your hair and brushing it and handling it roughly. Because when you handle it roughly, you can be creating some breakage there. And then not only that, I don't use rubber bands in my hair. You know, as children and our childhood, you know, they used to always love to put those rubber bands in our hair. And I didn't even notice that, um, you know, that rubber band, it will pull your hair. You know, your hair be all tangled up around the rubber band. And when you take that rubber band out, I don't care if you're cutting the rubber band off your ponytails. But if you look at that rubber band, you will see your hair all knotted up around that rubber band. And that's hair you could have saved. I mean, that's the same thing about a ponytail holder. I know when I first became a natural, a lot of people was big on the ponytail holders. They used to tell us, oh, don't use the rubber bands, use the ponytail holders. But guess what? The ponytail holders do the same thing. I, I I I guess it was just the brand I was buying. I don't know, but I have seen my hair around the ponytail holders also. So you gotta watch the things that you put into your hair because if you don't, you can be creating some breakage. Little do you know. Yes, you can be creating some breakage. And another thing is they said don't have your hair out and have it rub it against your your um, shirt, you know, having your hair wearing your hair down and it's just rubbing against your clothing, that can also help break your hair too. We don't want that. So yes, protective style is best thing because as having a forage hair, I was told that the forage type of hair is not to be dealt with on a day in, day out. You're supposed to get some braids or two strain twists or some kind of protected hairstyle and leave it alone. They said the forage hair is to be left alone. 
it was kind of hard for me to understand it because I just mm-hmm. thought I had to have my hands in my head, you know. What questions do you get about your natural hair? What questions oh, do you get again? about your natural hair? Oh, what do I use in my hair and if that's my hair? <laughs> I knew that was going to be one. <laughs> that's it. What do I use in my hair if that's my hair? Like, if that's my hair, okay, <laughs> yes, it is my hair. <laughs> I guess when I wear my hair out in like, a, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, a twist out or something and I fluff it out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the questions I get about my hair is like, how do you get those curls? Um. The curls been there. I just had mm-hmm. to put the right product in there <laughs> to embrace them, you know, keep them from looking dull and dry. <laughs> That's the type of question I get. And um, I mean, my hair look healthy. Like, how do you get it so healthy? And I just tell them what I do day in, day out. That's it. What is an annoying question to you about your natural hair? I know a lot of naturals was, you know, talking about these annoying questions that they get. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Why don't I, you know, wear like weave in my hair or mm, what? There's, it's been a while, but I remember when I first transitioned, it's more like actually a transition when I was wearing my hair out. It was more like um, wearing weaves in my hair or why does my hair look like that? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I had that question. Like basically do something else with your hair. You know, your hair would look much better if you put weave in it or if you do like, you know, a certain, you know, go to the, the Africans and, you know, get extension braids or some kind of hair style or something like that. That's a little annoying to me. And I'm like, I'm loving my hair right now. What are you talking about? You know, or why does my hair look like that? <laughs> like so annoying. Yeah. But right now yes. I'm not getting that. My right annoying question is, why did you do that to your hair? I, why did I do what mm-hmm. to my hair? What, go chemical free? Not putting relaxers on my hair? That's what you're talking about? That's very annoying. You know, why why did you do that to your hair? Uh, I'm trying to save the health of my hair. I mean, I don't want to be in my 20s, 30s, 40s and losing hair that I know I should have kept. You know, I want to be 80, 90, 100. Hey, if possible, 200 years old with still good, healthy hair, (laughs) you know? So this is the reason why I chose to do this. That's why. You know, I care about me and what I'm putting on top of my hair and my scalp and what I'm putting in my body. So that's the reason why, you know. And then another question is, uh, how do you get your hair to do that? (laughs) How do I get my hair to do what? Um, Come on. How do I get my hair to do what? I mean, I'm just trying to use some good products, some good herbal, natural, chemical free products to help my hair and my scalp out. That's why. <laughs> what was your first DIY and how did it go? Wow, my first, oh, it's been a long, long time. Woo. 
Oh, what was it? Um, oh, yes, yes. It was years ago. Um, it was a banana mask I was making. I was putting banana mask and honey and oil. <laughs> I was trying to make a deep conditioner. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> and eggs. Yes, going to say you need eggs for, as protein. So... <laughs> <laughs> that was my deep condition. Something else I don't remember what else, but I remember it was a banana mask. And I tried it and I was so excited. I was like, woohoo. And I put it on my hair. And you know what? I wasn't sure if it was doing what it's supposed to do. So <laughs> I felt like it was sitting on top of my hair because the banana, I did mash it up, but because it's so bulky, it's like at that time, I thought it was actually, you know, helping my hair. But until I find out later that. Even if a product, you do it yourself, you have to make sure it actually penetrates your cuticles, not just sitting on top of your hair. Just like, you know, how you say you use a product and it's just sitting on top of your hair. It's not necessarily penetrating your hair. It's just sitting on the outside of your strands. So where, where the nutrient needs to go, it needs to go inside of your hair to feed it inside out. So yeah, but I, I, I did the banana mask and I really don't feel any different. All I know, I had chunks of small little bits and bites of bananas and maybe something else that came out of my hair during the wash. So I went, I just went ahead and just used regular, regular uh, deep conditioners that's really uh, formulated <laughs> for deep conditioning your hair. So, but I didn't went back and do it again. I mean, I guess everybody experiences different. Hey, my first DIY funny. was similar. I try to do a protein treatment and, um, you know, with the eggs, they said, uh, get the egg and, you know, with whatever oil mm-hmm. or however. Remember, the oils. Mm-hmm. You know, putting all yeah. this together. I know the main thing was the egg. And I went to putting it on my hair, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm going to do a protein treatment. My hair is going to be looking nice when I get through. So I put it on. I left it on for I think about maybe 30 minutes if possible, 30, 45 minutes, somewhere around there. And this is the killing part about it. Now, how did it go? It felt great on my head, felt great on my scalp. Now, when it got time to wash this out, I washed it out, but guess what? I use warm water and I cooked the egg on my head hair strings. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I wonder I wonder if that happened to me because I don't remember, but I remember something else came out like I said. <laughs> I, I sat up there and I didn't even think twice, you know, hey, I should be using the cool setting, you know, to do this. Egg and Ooh, we know if we put right. heat to egg yolk, what it's going to do is going to cook the eggs for you. You're going to have some eggs, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I use warm water and um, rinse this out of my hair. <laughs> now, in the shower, you don't have a mirror, you know. You're thinking, oh, okay, my hair is going to be looking a bomb when I get out of here. I went over there. Got in the mirror, looked at my hair, and I had a bunch of eggs just already cooked on top of my hair strings. And I'm combing them out, and they just, you know, flying everywhere all over the zinc there, zinc countertop. And um, I'm like, wow, what did I do wrong? 
And then my husband, he comes in and he say, oh, well, wow. If you would have knew, if you would have told me you was cooking eggs, I would have brought a plate. I was like, what? You know, what are you talking about? And <laughs> the eggs on the counter. Word, just like the eggs that came out, <laughs> out the skillet, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I went back and I did my research, because I seen I needed to do more research before, I mean, any type of DIY, I'm going to have to get my research and know some background, watch a couple videos, you know, etc. Just educate, self-educate myself. And that time I didn't take in to everything that I was looking at, reading, etc., and that goes along with following directions. I did what I wanted to do, thinking I was going to get the best results. And guess what? All I got was a head full of eggs. <laughs> that scrambled eggs at that because I cooked the eggs on my hair strings. That was not nice because it took me, oh, I don't know how many washes, rinses, that I had to do in order to get all the egg out of my hair strings. That was a hot mess. That's what I'm gonna call it. That was a hot mess. That was totally a hot mess. I did not expect for that DIY to go backwards on me. So you definitely wanna do your research and follow directions because I'm gonna tell you, I looked like a hot mess in that mirror. And from now on, I make sure <laughs> I do the things I need to do, whether it's washing, wash out with warm water, then I'm going to wash out with warm water. If it's um, rinse out with cool water, I'm going to rinse out in cool water. I'm not going to do no warm water when I know I sp- should be doing cool water, and I'm not going to do no cool water when I know I should be doing warm water. But, hey, we live and we learn. So... Now that I do my DIYs, even if I chose to do another egg protein treatment, I do it very well now. (laughs) Since now I know, do not use warm water. And listeners, if you're doing an egg treatment, I don't care if you have more of other products than egg. You still got egg and do not rinse out with warm water. (laughs) Please don't, because you're going to look like a hot mess. So... Um, could you tell the listeners how we can purchase that great book of yours and follow you or follow you on your podcast channel and et cetera? Just give us all. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm all over uh, the place right now because, <laughs> again, I want to help women to improve their confidence, to embrace their natural hair and keep it simple. So, yes, um, if you were to go on Amazon and you type in Corone Maxinu, and I will definitely uh, send a link on this podcast. And I have two books available. One is called Life is a Hairway, um, and the other one is called Kinks, Curls, and Coils: The Ultimate Guide to Healthy and Afro Textured Hair. And again, I'll provide those links. I'm also on um, Luminix Essentials Texture Talk podcast. I will provide a link. I'm also on Facebook, uh, which is uh, called my Facebook group, which is called Keeping It Natural Hair Group. You are welcome to join. I love connecting with naturals, whether you are transitioning or whether you are seasoned. It doesn't matter. We are all in this together. And um, oh, yes, I do have a natural hair hair journal as well. That's also on Amazon. But again, I'll provide all those links 
And last and not least, if you want to advance in your knowledge and understanding of how to care for your natural hair and connect with other women who are on the same path that you are, I do have a uh, natural hair membership which is also pro provided. It is a paid uh, membership where I will be your um, to-go source as well and giving you advanced lessons and trainings. And I, I love to teach on natural hair care and keep it simple so you can reach your hair goal as a result based on what you want it to be. So yes, I love to connect with yes. you. Yes. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to have you on my podcast channel, to interview you, to talk about our natural hair journeys that we have been through or that we are going through now. <laughs> it was so inspiring <laughs> to hear from another natural about the things they do to their hair and inspiring for me to speak out about my natural hair also. Absolutely. This podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural Hair. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow, I'm going to say, Miss Essential and her hair group that's on Facebook. Um, she also have a podcast channel, right? Correct. Yes, I'll provide those links. Luminix Essentials. Okay, and she have a great book out there to help guide us in our, let's say, mm, not so feeling confident time, but she will help you build that confidence. And um, I will link those or tag those pages for you in this segment so you can just click on them and go directly to her pages that she have available and also how to purchase her book. It would be a link for that also. Until then, take care of your hair, embrace those curls, get in a natural hair group if possible. Until then, we will talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs>